I'm Leah. And I am Mori, the new Marco. <laughs> Welcome to Posty Talks. So yeah, as you can hear today, we have Bori with us. Bori is our writer here in the podcast. And uh, Marco is away. He has left the country. Uh, we'll see if he ever comes back. Anyways, today we are joined with Luca. Hello. Hi, how are Hi. you? I'm doing good. So you are a master here at the design school. Yeah. Yeah. What? Second year master in play. In play. Yeah. So you're about to do your thesis now. <sighs> yes. Exciting. Super exciting. <laughs> That's cool. And you're an avid Lego fan. Yeah. People always call me the Lego boy. Always. <laughs> Lego boy. <laughs> in my bachelor's and now in the master's. I think everyone knows me for that. Yeah. And I'm proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So how did you get into Lego? Well, I think as a kid, most of us play with Lego bricks. Did you play Lego? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did with my brother. Yeah. For sure. I yeah. loved it. And I think most kids like play with them um, until... Uh, 15 16 until they get to their teen years and then it stops being kind of cool you you go into puberty and then you stop uh, playing but i just kept on playing maybe considering it more as a artistic expression and then i just kept on building and posting my creations online on i think back on instagram like 2015 2016 uh and as a kid i always had a dream to be a lego designer they they always ask you uh, as a kid, who, what do you want to be when you grow up? And mine was always Lego Lego designer. Did you have any dreams when you were kids? Like people choose firefighter or policeman. Uh, did you have any? I think I was a bit into like space and stuff. Space, uh, uh, my dad was uh, very much a spaceman. That's cool. <laughs> but yeah. I don't think I would ever be like an astronaut. I I don't think that was in the plans mm. for me. Teacher, maybe? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I want it to be so many things. Like, yeah, I think it's mostly like I that. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah, usually changes every week. For me, I always stayed be a Lego designer. Then in high school, I saw this. I was Googling Lego design courses and I found the master's here in Colling and was like, okay, I need a bachelor's. So I went to a communication design bachelor's in Croatia. And then I got here to Colling to the master. And I think the reason why I'm here now is because of Lego. Because in both of my applications, I always had a lego parts like for my bachelor's i built a portfolio out of lego bricks and with all my work inside and here for the masters i had uh, a section which is which i called play which was all showing my lego creations and yeah, i think it was always something that for which i stood out as uh, as being different um, okay so you know you've been wanting to do this for a yeah, while then yeah so you knew about the masters in high school in high school yeah that's insane so to me planning, yeah uh, and now i'm working for lego which i'm super grateful uh, for and I, I always I think I considered Lego as a, as an art form you know like like sculpting it has so many elements that art has because when you're building Lego bricks and when I say building Lego bricks a lot of people think it's just following the instructions but you actually uh, take every single piece in your hand and you this is all out of your head so you have this concept and you just build it out of your head and there's a lot of as I said art related disciplines like your you're thinking about the colors, the the composition of this build, the textures of the bricks, um, yeah, the shaping of the build. So I, I do consider it some sort of art, uh, artistic expression. And yeah, it takes a while. These, these creations, I had a, in, the, in uni, I had a displayed like model of a hand holding a heart with a knife in it. It took around a month. So these, these creations take a long time to build. A lot of people don't really know that. You really sound like a true fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you, uh, we were talking about this earlier. You think outside the 
block yes. the lego block <laughs> so yeah. so you don't follow the instructions or anything no so you no. don't buy sets of lego no. or you buy specific pieces yeah i guess when i was a kid i got um, sets for christmas and my my birthday and then i would just take them apart and then build something out of my own head and i think that's the whole purpose of lego to build something new build something unique and yeah i've been involved in the lego community for a long time i had met some amazing friends there and went to exhibitions with these people and when it comes to lego the the biggest skill is using pieces in new ways there's even a terminology for it called mpu which means nice piece usage so you take a little ice cream cone and then you use it or like an ice cream piece and then you use it for smoke or like taking yeah apart and then turning it into something it wouldn't usually be so there's many skills in lego uh and I think it's getting more and more complex with more pieces coming out. You have to kind of have a knowledge about the bricks and the system. So there's a lot of actually engineering and problem solving. Uh, these models usually have like 10,000 pieces. And then you, you have to imagine that builder takes each one of these pieces in, in their hand and thinks where to put, put it and then takes it out. So it's an iterative process, a long process, but a fun process, I think. It's like an insane 3D puzzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you also have a youtube channel right yeah first order lego yeah tell us a bit more about that when i was a kid i was watching youtube and i was inspired by other builders and i just started posting um, on my own and i saw that it got a lot of attention a lot of people liked a lot of what what i did um and yeah and then i figured you could make money through youtube so that was always an excuse when people asked me how you play with lego i always said oh I also do it as YouTube and I'm earning money. And then, then they would be like, oh, that's cool. Because it feels like you have to justify this hobby by by monetary uh, value, which you shouldn't be able to. But anyway, YouTube was a was a fun side thing where you could share your creations. They would get millions of views, some of them. Uh, and uh, you get a lot of feedback that kind of pushes you to keep on going and building. Nice. Do you still share content on YouTube? Uh, well, since moving here and now working for lego i kind of slowed down it was um, i think most of these things were during corona when you were locked in and then you didn't know what to do so lego was perfect i loved the corona times which is controversial to say because i just had (laughs) so much time to stay at home and just build myself so that was really the boom i always wanted to reach the hundred thousand subscribers and then you get Mm -hmm. like a golden play button from youtube but i'm stuck at seventy-five thousand, and i haven't been posting you really need to kind of follow the algorithm and it's constantly changing you're making reels and i think it's really hard on youtube to make art content which takes these creations take a few months to to make uh so and youtube really promotes coming up with new videos every single day which is hard to do so for any kind of artist musician or painter uh, it's not really a good platform to be on it's mostly like gaming and vlogging something you can do every day Okay, so this is for our listeners. Subscribe for Luca's channel. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, shout out. So Lego for you, is that the end goal? Like working for them, <sighs> Lego is life? Yeah, well, uh, as now getting closer to that goal, I, I, my goal is to design a set that kids will be able to buy and then be as inspired uh, as when I was as a kid. But now as I'm getting closer, I'm only tw- 24. Uh, it's like, oh, what now when I achieve that goal? So maybe it's not as good to have a goal when you're so young and just follow that one goal because when you achieve it, you're just kind of like, what What do I do now? But I, I do like working there as a company. It's a great company. Uh, and I think I'll stay there for a while. But after that, who knows? Mm. Okay. And also, uh, you're a communication designer. 
So how does your um, discipline relate to Lego? In communication design, you're also always thinking about uh, yeah, composition and colors and hierarchy. So I think all of these things reflect in Lego in a way. Yeah, and then communicating your ideas. So when you make this creation, you need to be able to show it in a good way and photograph it. And presenting is kind of half the the project. It has so much value. So I think it does help. Uh, I always was doing videos and photos as a kid of these models. So it kind of, I think, helped me later on doing communication design. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so could you tell us a little bit about the history of Lego? Yeah, I think it's... Uh, a uh, very interesting uh, 91 years been oh, this is 92 years uh, of the since 1932 when the company was founded uh, i don't know if you saw there was a youtube video there is a youtube video about how they got to where they are now it's really bad 3d animation but it's a great uh, video showing the story of them yeah, check it out on youtube if you if you can um, but anyway it shows that they went through so many disasters in their history like big fires or yeah uh, almost being bankrupt um and out of all these uh big problems they they made the best of it like there was one year when their warehouse burned down um and they lost they used to make wooden toys besides plastic and then they decided because of this happening that they'll only focus on plastic toys Uh, or once also a warehouse burnt down, someone was probably hugging in with their candles too, too close to the... <laughs> too much hugging. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they always grew out of the company um, and they managed to make something bigger. So I think it's a good reflection on life. If there's a big catastrophe and a disaster in your life or some new chapter, not to be afraid of it. Because if I think if their warehouse didn't burn down back in, 19, the, in the 1960s, I think I wouldn't be here because it wouldn't be as big as a company as it is. So, yeah, if you if you want to just move to Japan and uh, leave everything behind, start something, you don't be afraid of these big challenges or don't uh, don't fall down if there's a problem in your life. You can always rise and be bigger out of it. Mm, definitely. That's very yeah. interesting. So it sounds like uh, Lego is quite a big industry and they are very motivating. But uh, what is your role there? As a student worker, I was hired as a to be part of the social media team. Uh, it's a huge team. Like we do the Instagram and all these uh, Facebook, Twitter, but there's like 200 people behind this uh, because it is such a big company. I, I was Googling uh, the other day, the biggest four companies in the world and Lego is by far the biggest one out there. Like it's funny to see Bilund, Denmark. And then you, after that, you see US and Japan and all these massive countries. So it's funny that it just all started in this small wooden uh, house in Bilund. And I think they employ 25,000 people. So it's a big production because realistically, everyone, most people who had who were fortunate enough to play uh, when they were kids played. Uh, and it's such an important part of growing and learning. So they are supplying and uh, inspiring the builders of tomorrow. But back to the question, uh, I was hired in the social media department and at, at the start I was just editing some videos or I was even making memes for like a month for the social media. So if you follow Lego on Instagram, I probably made some of those memes. Uh, but now I think they realize I can do creations and builds. Uh, so I'm mostly doing that. So if they need like a Christmas scenes and they want to do like a puzzle or game using these builds, they ask me to do that. Um, so it's super fun. I'm just sitting there in this innovation house it's just it's like imagine a huge library 
just instead of books, it's Lego bricks. And you have all these adult, adults going around, picking these small pieces off the shelf and going to the desk and building being, building something. Like uh, a few moments, uh, I just look up and I'm like questioning, what am I doing here? This is so absurd. Like uh, <laughs> all of these adults playing around, but it's, it's so fun. Yeah, it seems like a very different working culture. Mm. Also, like considering how many people work there, yeah. Billund as the city itself is Lego infiltrated everything right yeah yeah like the airport everything they built the airport because of lego and now people make a joke that the i think there's seven eight thousand people living in Billund. half of them work for lego and half of them work for ryanair or for some flight company (laughs) and it's true like usually i'm going to lunch to the campus lego campus and i see a pilot or a stewardess walking also in Billund. oh that's so interesting i sometimes refer to lego as a cult Mm. uh, because if you go to Billund without the purpose of uh, flying or going to Lego, it really feels like it sometimes. Yeah. 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 What do you think about that? I would totally, totally agree. I mean, as any, there's always hardcore fans of any product. So, and there's a lot of them in Lego. Uh, yes, Billund does seem very empty as a city. Uh, there's nothing much to do if you're not interested in Lego or, yeah, flying away. <laughs> <laughs> So how does Lego encourage a culture of creativity among its employees? You were talking about this a bit earlier. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things I noticed, Lego is very stress-free. I think that's one of the highlights of the company. You're not really expected to work too much. Uh, or, I mean, maybe that's bad to say. Maybe cut that out <laughs> for, for if, my, if my boss is listening. But it's. I think it's, it's a good environment. Uh, it's a good work culture. It's a good work culture, yeah. yes. It's not that stressful uh, and it is inspiring. The offices themselves are beautiful, full like of art and bricks and amazing zones where you can chill out uh, or meeting rooms that are very playful. And that's something they need to do as the biggest toy company. They need to inspire play every day uh, to all the employees. I have a Hungarian friend who works at Lego as yeah. well, and she's always posting on Instagram about very good food, sushi. I don't know... Uh, the, the the food is pretty good. I mean, some people would disagree, but they're also one of the cool things they have is called the People House, where it's just for any employee in Lego all around the world. You can come here, and then they have like uh, ceramic workshops and music rooms and sports halls and uh, a restaurant, a Michelin star restaurant inside of Lego campus just for the employees. So you can order a dinner. Wow, Michelin. Yeah, Michelin. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, it's it's very motivating to be there. You yeah. definitely feel feel part of something bigger, and that's really cool. As you work for Lego and you do Lego day in day out, I've been at your place. There's yeah. Lego everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like a favorite set, or do you just like free building? Mm, I I grew up with Lego and Star Wars, and luckily there was Lego Star Wars. Oh yeah. Yeah, my my grandma showed Star Wars the movies to my mom, and then my mom showed it to me and my brother. It's just one of those things you grew up with. Uh, so it was a perfect combination, Lego and Star Wars. So I think those were always my favorite sets. And my goal in life is, is to design a, a Lego Star Wars set. Uh, so I would say that's my, my favorite. But I think in, under Lego, um, I would encourage anyone to try and get a job there. Even though if you're not interested in play or Lego as a toy, there's also so many other aspects inside the company itself that is not just related to product design or designing these sets uh, there's so much design of interiors for, or uh, working with a Legoland experience or um, working in communication design or 
I think one of the students, master's three now, is is from textile, and she's working with cloths and materials that you use on uh, in Lego sets. So uh, there's so many different aspects of design in the company. It's not just building uh, with bricks. Interesting. When I was home this Christmas, I was trying to explain to some friends of mine uh, what Lego is here mm. in Denmark and Billund as a city and all the, of this. And most of them have been to Legoland, um, mm. but they've never heard about Lego House. And I tried to explain the concept of Lego House, but they didn't really get it. Yeah, yeah. Can you explain to me how? Yeah. Like, explain to the people what is Lego House? Mm. I think it's like they built it in 2016. Uh, it's like the ultimate Lego museum for any Lego fan. Maybe not even a Lego fan. It can be anyone. And it's supposed to showcase all the aspects of Lego, why it's a popular toy. So they have these five different zones, a creative zone, a, so a social zone, a cognitive zone, an emotional zone, where they ref show all the aspects that the bricks can have on your life. They also have a, in the basement, they have a whole history of the company. Uh, it's like an ultimate play experience and you get a lot of cool gifts and insights and in how uh, they got to where they are now and uh, yeah you play a lot and have fun and there's also a master's gallery where they have uh, where they, every year they invite the best builders in the world to show their creations in the gallery so it's just impressive as a whole also the building it's just like lego bricks have you seen it mm. yeah it's like white blocks it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah it's very interesting yeah but how do they choose these lego masters and can you become one yeah i th I think they just follow the community and they see who's been building a lot and, and building something different throughout the year and they invite you personally uh, to do that my goal was always to end up there okay but i think <laughs> now working for lego it's a conflict of interest so you can't as an employee be there Ah, uh, damn. Oh, yeah, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll, I'll leave just for that. Yeah. But if, uh, when you talked about Legoland, for, I think for the longest time now, Legoland was actually not owned by Lego. And that's an interesting fact. Really? Yeah, because of the bad uh, financial states in the past, they had to sell it to Merlin or one of these big experience park, theme park owners. Uh, and that was like a big scandal when uh, like Lego selling Legoland and it's not owned by Lego. But now in the recent years, I think they bought back uh, all the shares. So I think they're, they're mostly uh, it's mostly owned by Lego. Oh, that's very fact. interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. And so as a play designer and studying uh, design for play here in design school, and what do you think how your job at Lego influenced your studies here? I think maybe it's more the my studies here influenced my job at Lego. Mm -hmm. Uh, because we, they don't, even though they all work with toys, they don't know much about play theory. Uh, and it, that was really fun when you can tell someone, okay, but well, this is this model, it's playful tension. This is another thing. Uh, so you can tell them something that they probably already use, but they don't know about, they don't know it has a name. So it was actually pretty cool to see what we're learning here in school being mapped out in the real world, working world. As well. Definitely. Tell us a bit more about the play theory. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> is it too big? This, this is an exam. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a bit more. <laughs> oh, no. uh, well, my favorite is from Yes, uh, Yes Rabek, in, uh, our teacher here in design school. Uh, he worked with Lego House um, for his PhD and came up with uh, the playful tension model, that, which is really one of the favorites here in, in uh, the school because most people can, it, it can be applied to almost anything. And it explains play as a tension between orderly, so something, yeah, with order and something unruly. 
and that play is created in this balance between these two things. So when you build, when you have a lot of uh, these bricks uh, in a box, as most kids do, uh, if it was all just basic regular two by four Lego bricks, you, you would get bored pretty quickly. Uh, but then you see like a a seed piece, you see a tire, or you see a door, uh, or some of these more specialized pieces. They kind of mo- you see them and they motivate you to build something out of it. So the the orderly would be all these basic Lego bricks, and then you have the unruly would be these specialized elements. And with the combination of that, you get Lego uh, or you get play. So yeah, that's kind of summarized his theory. That's very interesting, especially yeah. when you put it in the perspective of the bricks yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. thank yeah. you. Sadly, we have to begin to wrap up, but um, we have some post-its. Oh yeah. And so what we usually do with guests is ask them to wrap up this uh, episode on a post-it. So you Ooh. can write anything. Okay. I will give you the post-it. I think it's kind of boring what I'll write, I'll write, but I like saying it a lot, and I think it can mean many things. Lego. Lego. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could make this episode into a drinking game, and you have to take a shot every time you say Lego. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> uh, people would be very drunk. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for coming and speaking to us yes, today. It was a joy. Yes, thank you, Body. Thank you, Leo. And uh, should we post it? Yes, let's post it. Yeah, Bye. Yeah. Bye.